We don't need the extravagant things in order to consider ourselves successful. Instead, what if we made our focus understanding our privileges, the things we take for granted about ourselves and our lives, and from there we figure out how to maximize what we already are for our own benefit. That's called self-mastery, and that's how I define success. Chap, you already know this, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk, obviously, about privilege today and this idea of unwinding what it is to be privileged, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions around that in our world today. So when I say the word privileged, what does that what does that spark in you just off the bat with well, our off, cultural? Off the, yeah, cultural yeah. world we're living in right now, if you say, uh, you know, you're chap, you're privileged, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get defensive, of mm-hmm. course. I'm going to think, well, you know, I worked hard to get to where I'm at. I mean, it's all true. You're saying, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, you know, race or religion or ethnicity, whatever I am, and I'm going to get defensive. I'm going to get annoyed and like, mm-hmm. okay, here we go. You know, that's what I'm going to think. Right. But but I know you, and right. I know and that's, that's not what, what you mean. Yeah, that, that's not what we're talking about. Right, and what we're speaking about today is everything beyond what you would call like a survival need. That's, you know, you've, you've already got all the food, water, shelter met. You're doing fine for yourself. You're, you're a functioning adult at this point. And now you're really looking uh, into yourself and figuring out what are the things that I was either born with or have had the ability to create some sort of skill around uh, that help me get along in the world, help me not necessarily get ahead because it's not about just knocking other people down and getting ahead of everybody else, but it's about figuring out how to make what you already have going on for yourself work for you, right? This is really how we work smarter, not harder. To I mean, ma- maximize your skill set and the, and the tools that you have been given. Even whatever you were born with. And if it has to do with your skin color, you know, it's not something to focus on being the, the, in other words, we don't want to, we don't want to create some sort of dissonance between people who don't have that same skin color. But if it is something that gets your foot in the door, if you're going in and doing integral work, you know, work that feels meaningful for your life and for, you know, if it does, then that's probably because it's in service to others, then move forward with it. Yeah, you if know? you're making the world a better place, and, right. and and no matter what, your net your net result on the world is a big positive or as positive as you can make it, then you're rising to that and okay, filling that. Exactly. You're rising to the occasion, and that's the underlying factor in this, is that your privilege actually can point you to your purpose. Your privileges are something that you should take on, I believe, you should take on as a duty to use to do whatever you're going to do with your time on this planet. And I think uh, we have been seeing that in a really weirdly twisted way lately where we're afraid to use anything that we're blessed with. Even looks, like I can say from being a career model, we get afraid to use our looks to get ahead in any way or get uh, in, you know, our foot in the door somewhere or something like that. We're allowed to use the the things we were born with in order to have influence in the world and have impact in the world. If we don't, it's almost a disservice to those blessings that well, we were good given. point. I mean, and you know, we have, we know we you know I know I know some people, or we have these thoughts of knowing these people that um, you know maybe uh, they're 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 unfortunately their their parents or somebody in their family died and they inherited some money, mm. and and people like to say. Oh well, if I had that, I would go buy maybe this car, this house, and I would retire and live on a beach somewhere in yeah. Bora Bora. 
But what's interesting is, but is that what those people that did get that money doing? Because if the answer is they're being productive and they started a business or they right. they decided to rescue a bunch of animals or doing something, well, look at that. They right. took something that was a privilege to them or was a privilege to anybody yes. and they took it and they ran with it and they turned it into something great and not self-serving. And such a such an important distinction to make because I think people, oh, well, you're just going to use, you know, your your privileges, your looks, your skin color, your, uh, you know, born into wealth or whatever it is that you, you know, someone might have as a privilege and just be a power hungry monster with it, you know, and turn into this thing that is a wrecking ball for a lot of people who don't have those privileges. The reality that I'm trying to speak to here is that if we can recognize our privileges, really looking inward, recognizing what we were gifted with, and then decide that that is something we get to be of service with to ourselves and to others and do that in an integral way, we, we, we really have, um, we are successful. That is like the definition is being able to take what we have, what we are and serve not just ourselves, but other people around us because that's what makes work meaningful. And that's really what seems like everyone says they're after, yet they want to like beat each other on the head and be right about everything. And, you know, anyway, I'm going to get way distracted <laughs> down that rabbit hole. So yeah, the, the idea though of uh, like, like you're talking about here is it's not about being this, you know, bludgeoning, uh, power hungry monster with your privilege and hurting others, stepping on others yeah, in order to get somewhere. You're not stepping on other people. You're trying to raise the whole, the whole bar, the whole community up with you. And you know, a good example exactly. of that are first ladies of the United States, and you know, Princess Diana immediately comes mm. to mind. Yeah, that's a good I mean, one. who would argue that these people don't have, you know, didn't have privilege, or they, you know, they, they either came into privilege sure. or they're born privilege, sure. whatever. But they always take something and they make something their mission, and they go out and they do stuff. They sacrifice. They don't have to do it, and right. they do it. And it's it. not to be. It's not about being selfless. You know, it's always about prioritizing the self without being this narcissist, right? And that's why this show over and over, we speak to becoming integral and getting really serious with your own inner work so that you go into circumstances where you get these opportunities because of your privileges and you don't abuse other people. It's it. funny because this is so timely because I read an article and I, I meant to send it to you. I'm sorry. I don't think I did. Like it was probably two weeks ago and it was talking about, and, and this is just one or two articles and it was some research that was done. So I don't know whatever, who knows what weight I'm not you know, advocating for, them, but this is what I read yeah. is that they took people that were sympathetic towards people that were more downtrodden. So they took people of privilege and they looked at their sympathies and their, and not in a negative way, but positive, you know, thoughts of, and, and what they were doing to help raise the less fortunate up. And what they found is the people most sympathetic to do those missions were people that were born into money versus people that ra that made the money on their own. They found the people that made their money on their own and became very successful had a lot less sympathy for those people that were that are downtrodden or are down on their luck than the people that were born into money. I thought that was very interesting. So I'm sorry, so the people who were born into money were had, more sympathetic in helping people of less means. That's an interesting study and And I, you know who else was that? Yeah. Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha. Uh. That's what he did. He was born. I mean, into he money. was born into money. He was a prince, and then he decided then he, he wanted the to spend his life doing which it. Is, the Buddha is pretty cool. So this is a fascinating <laughs> aspect. I think that we're traveling down here. This little thread we'll pull on, but the idea of when we 
get the platform that the generation before us built. Not that we get it handed to us in an entitled way, which we've, we've heard that word plenty over of people and over. Right. We've heard plenty of those people, right? Yeah. But, and, and right now, you know, the new generation, you know, gen, gen Z and even yeah. millennials, uh, the word entitlement is everywhere, right? Yeah, it's everywhere. It's overused. It's really, overused at know. this point. But the idea is that as humans, we want to create a platform for our children, of course, the next generation, right? Or for the people coming after us, we want to leave that legacy for them to climb on top of and be better because of. And there is a slippery slope, Chap. You and I talked about it the other day um, regarding another article you sent me, but where as weak men continue, you know, as strong men become stronger, they make the world easier for the oh, next generation, yeah, which create weaker men. And as men weaken, and it's not just men, but humans. Society uh, weakens. Yeah. And, and, and what we're talking about is nervous system strengthening, weakening when we're talking about this. But then, you know, they create a platform to make it easier for the next generation. Then we end up with weaker men and weaker humans. And then eventually that cycle turns back out, around right? again because the the entitlement and the uh, easiness of life gets too easy. And humans were actually built to climb. That's what I like to say. We're, we're built to climb mountains. And so if we're not on our way climbing, we're sitting at the top of a mountain, that's great for a moment because we got there. How fantastic. And the climb was, you know, the journey is what it's all about. We got to the top, but then we're looking for the next thing to climb because that's what we do. We don't want to just sit and turn into mush, you know. We, well, we could you could you imagine humanity if all we had was these mountains to climb, and that's all we had? That and is. that's pretty cool. I'll climb a mountain. Climb a mountain. I've never climbed a mountain, but I mean, climbing a mountain is you know I would be very proud of that. But as humanity, if all we had were mountains to climb, and we didn't have outer space or the moon or Mars or these other things, yeah. we keep desiring to keep going and going and going and solving problems. That's what we like to do exactly. is solve that's problems. What I'm saying. So I'm not saying. I'm saying theoretically. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I got <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm kind of simple. <laughs> I have a fan down here that get hot from oh, intimidation. I, fabulous. Wonder who threw that at you earlier, um, but this is something I talk about a lot. The modern man, and I use those that terminology actually synonymously with the privileged man. I use the modern man because it seems to go over a lot more well with people than the pri privileged man. But modern man is privileged because why? Because we've stood on the shoulders of our forefathers and those before them who have been building, and you know, were the strong men who are humans that we got this beautiful platform, you know, created for us. And now we're here and there's a lot of weakening that's happened through, through us getting it handed down. And it does create an entitlement factor. So it's important for us to not fall into the entitlement trap by recognizing our privileges and working from that place of, okay, you know what? I have had this platform built for me. How do I continue to strengthen myself and grow myself instead of believe that everything's supposed to be handed to me. And uh, if it's not, then I'm just pissed off and I'm going to start pointing, pointing fingers and canceling people and, you know, getting into that whole spiel of if it's not working for me, then it's working against me. That's well, bullshit. Yeah, if it's I mean, not working for you, it's a chance to learn and grow and well, and life's supposed to be a challenge anyway, yeah. and it, and that and that's it's figuring out problem solving the challenge. I mean, imagine how much fun 
movies would be or books or video games if you already could just cut right forward to the ending of it. It would be pretty boring and we wouldn't want to read it or watch it because it's about the struggle and the journey. And so so I think that that if we recognize, like you're saying, if we recognize that we are already um, already in really good shape um, individually in this society, the modern society, not just the United States, but modern society, then and we build upon that and not, you know, bring other people down or put other people down, then that's what we're working towards. Yeah. I, you know, one of the questions I get most often on my workshop and my uh, social media is about purpose and direction and guys wanting to know, like, how do I discover that for myself? And I think this, this conversation is such an indicator of how to do that. And it is allowing your privilege to lead you to your purpose. If you can start focusing on what you do have for yourself instead of shaming yourself for being born into a good situation, which I notice a lot of people doing these days, like we believe we're not allowed to show our privileges. You're allowed to show all of your privileges. Just do something with it, you know, just use it for the betterment of yourself and others. And I think if that intention is at the forefront, you've actually discovered what you're here to do. Uh, and because you can do nothing. I mean, if you get, if you, if you've got too much privilege, you don't have to do anything and don't the, have to, you don't have sure, to, but, you but that's boring. But the, no one wants very to boring. Like and the fact that you do, I mean, the fact that you're tuning in, you're already, you're already there. I mean, right. you're already in that direction. So it's easy to, to, to talk to those people. Yeah. But, but if you, if you have this privilege that we have and, 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 but then you have maybe even more because you've won the lottery, you've inherited something, or you just got really good at a job, a corporate buyout, whatever it is. You're not, you might sit on a beach, honestly, you might sit on a beach for three or four months and then it's going to bore you so much. You're going to have to get into some something. Right. And if it's for the betterment of either your family, your, your society, your city, your All world, better, yeah. then you're, you're awesome. You're an awesome person. Well, and you're an awesome person, no matter what you do, as long as you're trying to grow, you know, cause right. we all start from somewhere. Uh, but it is, it is kind of fun that you bring up the point of like sitting on a beach. I think everyone, well, I just want to win the lotto and, you know, sit on a beach sipping margaritas. You don't. You get a few days into that, you know, maybe three weeks, let's say tops, you get into that and you're looking around like, what the hell else is there to do? Again, we're built to climb. We don't want to just sit stagnantly sipping margaritas, turning into lushes on the beach. It's not, it's not in our DNA. We're here to rise, you know? Well, and there's people that, that um, I, you know, invented some, you know, internet company that went global and I became a billionaire. And guess what? I'm going to go ahead and just go into space because that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's, like people do that. Yeah, because like, we're, we want to progress. Our our duty here, <laughs> yeah, as far like, as I can understand, yeah. is to figure out how to propel and, you know, progress the species forward. You know, that's yeah, what we're, pretty we're, cool. we're built into it's pretty our cool. Yeah, it's just like, we're really... This could be a very, I mean, everybody in the era that we're living in, and we're in what, 2022? Yeah. And whatever year it is. And so, you know, everybody is, let's take this, you know, we're talking about privilege and we're talking about some reflection here. And this is something that, you know, everybody, you know, because the news or whatever it is, everybody is, thinks the world's falling apart, the world's going to end tomorrow, Mm. politically, war, whatever it is. But, but if you, but, but in reality, it's not. And in reality, it's like, you just, you're going to be fine. Like if you keep progressing forward towards this goal of your own, your own problem and you're moving forward, it's like, it's just like. I think what you're speaking to is that, that 
uh, it's like a pseudo identity of the activist, you know, where they they want to have a meaningful life. We've talked about this too recently. They want to have this meaningful life and they want to have meaningful work. And so, you know, a lot of young people right now creating a reason to be an activist about and get angry about and show up. And I'm going to, I'm going to be the one, you know, the whistleblower on this situation. I'm going to save the universe or whatever I'm going to save the universe, which is such a, you know, that's a dynamic That's awesome. It's awesome, but. Well. Who's going to pay the price for it or whatever. Because they haven't decided to look inward at all. They're just externally pointing at things and saying, you make me uncomfortable and you make me uncomfortable, so you shouldn't exist. Instead well, of, let's talk about what your perspective is and come to a conversation that actually gets us somewhere together. Because as much as you want to abandon the other humans that aren't on your echo chamber, you can't, because we all can. have to share this planet yeah, together. It's very, I'm so, well, I didn't know you were going to go this direction. I'm happy you did. But, the, you know, it's, in a way, you could say it's a solution in search of a problem. It's that. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's a failure to recognize the the wonderful trait that humans have, and that is called adaptability. And when I was younger, I'm Gen X, but when I was younger, it was really like, the world doesn't really care about you, buddy. You have to adapt to the world. Mm-hmm. So you have to find your kind of place and niche in the world, and you have to adapt to the world and 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 make yourself as, as good as you can be operating under the rules that the world sets forth for you. Right. So and you have to be. adapt to the world. And that can be... You can go to one extreme or the other yeah, in this, right? But I right? feel like now we're not we're we're making the world adapt to us. To and us, isn't that how we destroying the world? Is we're making the world adapt to us? Yes, because it's the other extreme. Mm. We're we know somewhere in the yeah, middle. Is somewhere in the middle is fine. Sense. And you're allowed to have dissenters and pro and anti, and that's all fine because it's good discussion. But sure. you and I've talked about this a lot. And when it's all fun and 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 these things are really good to talk about for these the activists and the anti-activists and the pros and the cons and all this. Mm-hmm. But when there's something going on that that we do really need to work on, like, yeah. you know, there's a big war brewing or like there is a mega asteroid or whatever that the the, the world yes. okay has to deal with, we'll deal with it. I mean, the world gets when together. When we are we do, truly we're a victim, yes. it's makes sense to scream, I'm a victim, I need help out of this, mm-hmm. right? And that's what you're speaking to. When there's real catastrophe You'll happening know it, in the world- You'll know it, by the way. You'll right? know it, yeah. It won't be questionable. Right. But when we are too quick to call, scream, you know, the boy who cried wolf, when we're too quick to cry wolf, we can't even trust ourselves anymore. No. Because if we're over here hiding from our the shit we need to actually look at and decide if it's true and figure out what really we need to take responsibility for. We're avoiding that and hiding it. And we're instead blaming other people and asking them to fix it for us. We're in a real dangerous zone because now we have abandoned ourselves and can't even trust our own center. Yeah. And I feel like every generation to some degrees has their own cause, their own fight. And, sure. and, you know, uh, my grandparents were, were the world war two era and their job was, you know, kill, you know, winning against the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty noble cause. Okay. They did it. They won. That's their generation. You know, you know, my parents were with the Vietnam war. It was like, you know, women's rights, um, you know, civil rights movement. And that was a battle they fought well and they, and they won that battle. Mm. When it was my generation, Gen X, it was like the Soviet union nuclear war. It was like, Oh my God. And we just had to find our place in the world. 
But I feel like, again, we're in this scenario now that we're that problem, you know, that we're the solution and looking for the problem again. And then maybe there's really not a big one, or maybe there is, I don't know. But you're right, it's this, it's this activism for the point of being an activist. It's like, all you're doing is you're picking at like your fingernails. Now they're starting to bleed. Mm-hmm. Now you need to go to the doctor, get antibiotics. And they're saying, by the way, you might lose your finger because now you've got MRSA. Right. How about just like not stop wor- picking on your stop nails. Stop picking on your nails and worry about something a little more, you know, for you that you can control that's more productive. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, you know, I'm not going to try to delve into the world of where the real, you know, the sympathies. I'm being a little more generalistic about it, of course. But, but this is we're not picking on one type of people. We're, we're basically it's, it's, it's everybody that has the, and you know, you know, people have these this fight inside. I mean, the fight's good. It's spirit. It's drive. Absolutely. It's awesome. It's the directing of it, though. We need to be clear. on on when we're really being transgressed mm. or when we're uh, just reacting to being confronted with something that actually feels true. And the easy way to do that is to feel when we're, we're triggered, when our nervous system is upset. We sit down with it and figure out if that upsetness is actually indicating something we need to reconsider, come up and you know be honest about instead of, duck and hide and blame, you know, send bombs over that way. Like, you know, it's your fault. You figure it out. And well, and it's easy to go on the offensive. I mean, it's easy to just, I mean, easiest, it's the easiest route. It's your bad. I had an admiralty professor and, and I remember he went through like the, the stages of like anger, whatever it was. And one of them was your bad. And I'm like, that's so funny because yeah, but you're bad. You're, you're, you're the bad one. It's you who's bad. You're bad. And he was using that as like, don't use that argument in, you know, your legal case or yeah. you're bad. It's like, I mean, sometimes if they're bad, they're bad, but it's like, oh no, you're bad. It's like, I'm not even going to think to analyze my own weakness of my case. Right. I'm just going to blame you. Exactly. And that we see that in litigation. Nowhere. Yeah. In law. I mean, I don't, I'm, thank God I'm not practicing anymore, but you see that, you know, oh, you're, you're bad. Okay. Just cause whatever, you know, but, but it's, it's it. How does, let me ask you this. This idea of, okay, let's assume that we're watching this, that yes, we all have our individual privileges, some varying degrees. Mm-hmm. How do we use that in a relationship, a new relationship? Does that, is that something that we, we, we should be aware of that, obviously? Um, does that, how do you, have you thought about how that might affect a new relationship or how you might be able to use that as a strength in a relationship? Using using your uh, your knowledge of a privilege you might that you have, and again, life is only about relationships. So when you use your privileges, it's for the sake of uh, <laughs> right. any relationship. Whether you know it doesn't have to be romantic, if that's what you're speaking to, but um, any privilege that you decide to use because that's what it was given to you for, um, your doing that in service to other people, whether like, you know, the conversation you were just having or the, the, the topic you were just touching on a moment ago of blaming other people and just deciding someone else is bad mm-hmm. and letting that be, letting it lie where it is, is such a scapegoat way to do this. But it's when, instead, when we realize, and it's going to get a little esoteric, leave it to me to do that. But it's just, it's realizing that, Everybody we look at, every reflection, every person we stand in front of, we're just looking into a mirror, you know, because our experience is completely subjective, each one of us, right? Mm-hmm. 
So when I stand in front of you, what I notice happening in uh, conjunction, you know, in the relationship between us is all mine to note. It, it literally is only me noticing it in this particular way I do because I'm having a subjective experience of every person I come in contact with. Because that's all you have. From that's my domestications, right. my conditioning, you know, whatever makes me uniquely me. And as I do that and I absorb the reflection that you give me, for instance, and anyone else I come in contact with, I get to see, oh, that's where I can give this person a reflection back. You know, this is how my privilege serves in the world so that I keep getting to see myself being reflected. And this is where it gets really esoteric. Why the hell would we want to do that? Because we do, the proof is in the pudding. We do do this. We go out, we're social beings. What drives us to be social? We want to connect. We want to procreate. We want to have this human experience and extend it and even see that generations will continue it on for us. And we, why the hell do we do this? And this is the esoteric piece is because we're essentially, you know, you can put it in whatever your terms are, depending on what philosophy you believe in or don't. But, you know, I'll say the universe is attempting to witness itself through us or the divine, I would probably use that term instead, is attempting to witness itself through this human vessel. And so when I go and I have a conversation with Chap and I, uh, you, you say something back to me, you're reflecting a lot of, only me back to me because uh -huh. it's just what I'm receiving and what I'm letting in, right? So when you talk about privilege and using your privileges in your relationships, that's literally, that's what we, uh, that's the highest service we can perform in relationships is to get really aware of our gifts, of our privileges, of the things that make us strong and, um, uh, positive beings of well, life. Well, fulfilling you know? the other the other people in your life. So that you can keep having reflective humans in your life, so that you can keep building connection, because that is what you that's what the divine is asking you to do, and that's why we keep getting called back to have relationships. That's why we get triggered in relationships. That's why all the shit that we sift through happens through other people because they're just us looking in the mirror, essentially. And that might seem too narcissistic or selfish for a lot no, of people. No, but it's understand. true because all you—it's the observer, and it's like a physics thing. It's like quantum mechanics. Yeah. It's the observer is the one, like the Schrodinger's cat. It's the observer. Who, who who has has the field separated or positive or negative spin or whatever it is? It's the observers. Once it's observed, you know this thing happens. Mm -hmm. And so, if, if I wasn't, you know, if if I wasn't observing or you know observing your communication to me, and I'm not you know talking back you know talking back with you about it, mm -hmm. it's only my understanding of what you're saying to me that is in my world. So you have to understand yeah. in your world, but she's thinking the same thing. Like you're your own subjective right. being and you're looking at me and all I'm, and, and it's kind of like he keeps going and it's really weird. It's kind of like a, it's a mind, it's with your mind. Existent, you know, this yeah, is an existential rabbit hole for sure. And, but it's beautiful. Go down it. Go yeah. down it because it's gorgeous. Stop doing the avoid dance, you know, dancing around the void and step into it when it invites you. Like and in it's a really weird if you stop and think about it, as I sit here with yeah. you, if you stop and think about it, is that there is another living thing just like you mm -hmm. in her body. Right. And we're talking about something and it's efficient and we're getting a message across. And, and, it's, and that is like... If you think of the way that actually works chemically, yeah. it's really weird. It almost should not work. It's wild. And it's, it's, I think it's so helpful to 
recognize human to human as nervous systems communicating because now we can see ourselves as closer to what the soul might be like, you know, the thing that needs to have some sort of assistance to know itself and it's vibrational because you can tell whenever you're mm-hmm. nervous, literally, that's a great way, you yeah, know, the waves out nervous of your systems. Yeah. Right. You can feel the shakiness in your body. It's a vibration. And so when you get into contact with people who you feel calm around, that's largely because even if they don't know it, you know, maybe they know it or not, they are essentially lending their nervous system to you. Mm-hmm. And that is also a privilege when you recognize it that you can do for people. You can sit with them and when they say very things that are very scary for them to let out of their system, to let out of their mouth and to let through this vessel that they call their body, they feel shaky to do it. And if you can sit there and hold it, this is what we call like holding space, right? you are essentially lending the, your nervous system so that they can finally work through something that was too hard and shaky for the nervous system to hold for so long. This is what we call trauma, and, and this is the experience of a, you know people who are in complex traumas and deep traumas where they can't seem to touch that, and so they just keep escaping through you know, all kinds of ways, drugs, alcohol, and everything else. Um, but that, that point is to, to bring awareness to the part of you as a, as a little human, you know, meat suit <sighs> that uh, has this really cool piece of technology in there called the nervous system that has an exchange with other beings and get in tuned with that part. And as you do, and that's what we focus on so much on this show, Chap, is like getting in tune with that internal part. And we call it the nervous system, sometimes the soul. We call it remembering this, you know, the, the, the parts of the psyche. We call that integration or remembering the parts of the psyche. And all those factors are for creating this understanding, this understanding of self, nervous system, soul, whatever you want to call it, uh, so that you can realize, oh, I have all these cool ass privileges. And from that place, I get to actually use them in communication with others in relationships and building from there. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. So what, what do we have? I mean, what, what, what do we, you know, what's our, what's our kind of like our, our, our takeaway? takeaway? From yeah. This? Take away from it. I have oh, a lot of takeaway, but. Okay. What's your, I want to know yours. You well, know. my takeaway is we're all part of the same system. And we're yes. all very, we are very, one. we are it very seems similar. So cheesy, yeah, but. we are one. And it's, and there's been science to, to, that talks about right. this in a lot of, and they're getting more and more to discover that it is indeed the case. Mm-hmm. And the fact is the person that you're talking with is just, is not just like you, but biologically they're basically you. I mean, yeah. with very little deviation. And this so, is, you know, the, the namaste bow. That yeah. Love your, so love popular. your brother and sister. Well, it, love your brother and sister as, or love your, you know, people in your world as if they were brother and sister, Ah, as close as you possibly can love somebody. And namaste means essentially the divine in me bows to the divine in you, or the God in me sees the God in you. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and so that idea of we are all God in his myriad of disguises is so critical to continue to understand this is... (laughs) This is what we're experiencing is just the, you know, God, the universe source, trying to see itself and experience itself through our eyes. There's this, um, I don't know who quote, who, what this quote is from, but uh, essentially it says, God is omnif- omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. What is he lacking? And the answer is essentially definition, limitations, 
Physical, yeah, physical limitation, yeah. Something yeah. that would show him his uniqueness in all the different facets. And that's what we do as human vessels with consciousness, in my opinion, is that we essentially allow God to see or source to see or universe to see itself and experience itself in all these different uh, unique facets that each of us as individuals create for him. There, just I'm going to finish this little rant and we'll sign <laughs> off here. But just to give that a visual as well, there uh, is this this visual that was, I don't, I think it was given to me through a book that I cannot recall at the moment. But essentially, it's this idea of uniqueness where we're, uh, actually, I think it's from Mark Gaffney's work, just to give him credit, because I know so much mm -hmm. of his influence is probably coming through this, this conversation right now. Uh, the idea is that we're all puzzle pieces, let's say. And so you set a puzzle piece in place. And when you do a puzzle, you know how that looks. And you set everybody, all the little pieces of human puzzle pieces in place. And it makes this grand, beautiful piece of art that the puzzle is, you know, looks like when you put it all together. And each of our purposes through our privilege and through our human vessel that we're here to perform during our time, if we so choose, and hopefully we do, will be the definition that shows that little piece. Now the definition is only kind of surface level because actually we're all one melded piece of artwork, right? But each of us have a little carving in a, in a puzzle piece formation that fits particularly in this spot on the puzzle. And when you look at the, the grand thing, it is God and it is the universe, you know, it is the, the infinity of existence or whatever. And it's absolutely stunning and if we, as the one of those puzzle pieces, do not decide to take on our duty to essentially perform through our privileges and uh, bring our unique definition as the piece that fits in that particular place, what a bummer, because we gotta wait for that to come around through some other incarnation, you know? Uh, so you might as well take the time and energy you have in this lifetime <laughs> to perform through your privileges and let God have this experience of seeing itself as this beautiful puzzle that only your definition can complete. And, and, and our job for our, we're going to look at the, the main camera here, because our job for you is to keep subscribing mm -hmm. and liking and viewing and doing everything you can, because if we have enough money, we're going to do an episode from Tibet <laughs> And we're going to go <laughs> from the mountaintop from the mountaintop in Tibet, because that's where I think we should be. Oh, uh, in, in <laughs> after a, this combo. After, well, maybe not after this one, but after certainly we'll see other where ones. our privileges uh, bring I'd like us. To, I already have a bald head. So I've already, no, I'm, um, no, but, but I will say this. I don't this, know how I'll look in a monk's There robe. was, there was a, um, I wouldn't be I, using I, my I privilege. <laughs> there was a, there was a, 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 something I watched, I don't remember. And it was a brilliant, brilliant, it was about uh. Buddhism. And they rec recognized the Buddha and everybody. And she mm. goes around and she's like, Buddha? Buddha, mm. Buddha, and everybody's the Buddha. And so that's kind of, I mean, it, that's, I like Buddhism if you haven't heard, but <laughs> if you haven't figured that, I, you know, but anyway, but, but please let's sign off by saying <laughs> what? <laughs> We're this all part of <laughs> Yeah, this it's is great. Smoothly. Okay, cut. All right, y'all. <laughs> Through all the rambling, if this gave you some, some good info, please share it with your friends, families, and maybe even the people you don't like so much, maybe it'll uh, invite them to soften. And I want to remind you, as always, you already are. <laughs>